You're listening to Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club Podcast. Yeah. Ooh, it's mysterious and also a book club. I haven't been reading a really creepy book by Karen Slaughter we can talk about. Um, last time we were uh, podcasting, you were currently at that moment reading Dark Places. Oh, let me think of how it ended. I read that book too. I think it's fantastic. We'll get into the book portion of this podcast here in like <laughs> in a few minutes. Uh, first, we got to cover Nancy Drew. We've been off for a couple of weeks. We're back at it. Nancy Drew, still fantastic. I like the show a lot. I like that they did a hidden staircase episode, right? Because we actually read that book. We read that book. Yes, actually. No, we didn't. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, we started wah, to. Wah. We did. We, you know but, what? To be fair, I read it as a child. Okay. I just don't remember it that well. I did not read it as a child. Um, I remember. Okay, we were going to read this book. I remember. We were going we to read this book, it. but this PDF that we had of it was all like coding and weirdness and made it hard to read. Oh, it's just small. It was like yeah. there was like different ways it was just set up it was laid out we couldn't find a a real copy of it so we had to download a pdf yeah because we're so bad um yeah no i don't i don't think it's the same story i don't remember i i have no idea but it's a fantastic one either way um yeah well so we're talking about both this episode and the previous one where they find the little sister okay well there's two there they had to first get ace's soul which was that was a lot yes and okay i'm sorry they're being okay i actually imdb'd this guy the actor who plays the sheriff or the yes okay He's very well known. He's played in a ton of wind talkers, flags of our father. He is a native. He's actually a native Canadian actor, native North American. So, um, but he, but I feel like they have him doing a little stereotypical stuff, but maybe he's okay with it because he seems to be, are those he typecast in these roles? Was he also in Hey Dude? I don't think so. Oh, I looked at his IMDb. Like I've seen him in a, a lot of work. I've seen him do a lot of things. He's if the he, token native guy and everything. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. His name's Adam Beach. Um, Maybe. We we do have a Marvin Beach at our station. I don't know if they're related. That would be awesome. It would be. What if Marvin just holding out on that with us? Um, wow, he's in Suicide Squad. Yup. He's like in so much, like so many projects. I'm going back. Let me go back to the 90s and see if he was in Hey Dude. He's in a, he has a prolific career. I'm not sure if it. He was in a Hated. childhood show. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger, which we are getting on the CW again. Um, he was on something on Mystery Nickelodeon. Mystery Alaska. What, but when was your childhood? Song of Hiawatha. Um, Coyote Summer. Touched by an Angel. He was mm. only in one episode of that. He's like just mostly in one episode of a lot of things, and his name is like Red Crow, Squanto, Nevada. Like the poor guy's been typecast, unless he really likes playing. Unless, yeah, character. unless he does like playing those kind of characters. Expo. He's in Joe Dirt. Maybe that's it. He's not in. Uh, he's not in. Hey, dude. Oh, well, never mind. We'll never know. He's in the. Uh, a lot of the shows he's been on is just one episode. 
But he was in movie Flags of Our Fathers. He was in Wind Talkers. Comanche. If Moon. you see this dude um, on Nancy Drew, then you would recognize his face. Yes. Uh, yes. He's like a fairly well-known face for the show. Um, anyway, so they that whole thing with getting, connecting the soul. There's a lot of like using ancient medicine from different cultures to get a lot of souls and stuff <laughs> show i think they're overdoing it a little bit yeah i mean but i i like the way that they're overdoing it i think it plays really well with the series they're they didn't start off as just being dramatic and then trying to find their way they've always so far in the first season they've always stuck with what they're doing yeah the supernatural yes it's cheesy but they play well to it yeah 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 they have i think they've done a better job of it than some other shows but um i was happy that it wasn't very supernatural this most recent episode um it was more just a good old-fashioned gumshoe detective work kind of thing um and we see at the end after you know it feels like the whole episode was kind of building team teamwork and building that relationship back with Nancy and her dad, only to tear them apart at the end. Right, and that is because tell us, know me why? Uh, because of Lucy Sable. Yep, and uh, the lying, and of course with um the Hudson family. So, the, and the thing is too, like he never actually saw anyone do anything. He, from what I understand, he came up onto the scene, saw her bloody dress and her crown piece and like a truck prince or something. Yes. And then from what I understand, he needed to protect the Hudson family. So he just held onto the dress and then moved away. Right. That's, and so I'm like, but we still don't know what happened. What exactly happened, yeah. which we are getting to, even with the latest episode um, we and I know we're skipping ahead, but this is the end result so far of it. Uh, we see Drew Carson getting arrested, and that was due to Nancy Drew's uh, investigation work that was uh, documented in her diary that his girlfriend came across in her room. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like they finally built that relationship a little bit, right? And then they got torn apart at the end. Um, I'm sure it'll all work out. Though. I thought you were referring to when um, they have George under the like the underworld. Oh no! Thing and then like there was a bunch of fighting and everything, and he's like, "It's this house. This house is, you know, you guys are angry with each other. You better hash this out." And then they go outside and they talk, and things seem to be a little smoother. Mm -hmm. But then they start bumping heads until this last episode, like Jess said, yeah, where they. Went through a rocky start. She learns why she has all these walls up. Yeah. That she didn't know about. And then they reconcile. Um, so that's what I thought you were referring to. Yeah. They, I think it's nice that they're kind of repairing. Because in the books, they're so close. Right. But they're like barfy close. They're like 1930s barfy 50s, close. 50s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, respectful and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, you should always be respectful to your parents, but you know, but like, like yeah. not modern day family. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but I do again, like where the show's going. I do like that. They kind of took a break this episode for kind of a different, um, standalone mystery, which was kind of cool. Um, and, and I, I'd be happy if they did that again. Cause again, I think the heart of the show is she is, you forget that she's the detective. Sometimes you forget that she has this past of discovering the stories. I'd like to see in a future 
at like maybe next season if it gets renewed, I'd like to see them connect something she solved when she was really young. Um, I guess she started when she was 12, so maybe just like 10 years ago. But um, <laughs> so way back in the what would have been the early 2000s for her. Um, <laughs> so I would like to see something that she has something she has solved in the past come back to kind of like haunt her in the future. I think that would be a good way to take that, the series. Yeah, I agree with that. Speaking of what you just said, like uh, the early 2000s, she called Owen, um, Owen old because he was a freshman in college in like 03 or 05 or something like that. Oh my God. (laughs) This is not a show meant for our demographic. I don't think. (laughs) Barely. It's like that. I guess she's supposed to be like our child's age. Could you imagine having a 19 year old right now? No. Could I? I mean, I guess I could. I but technically, you could, but you, you would be could. like a teen mom. I would be a teen mom. Let me see. Okay. Uh, I would be 16. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I guess you, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. Although, then you'd be kind of done parenting by 35. <laughs> you'd be like, well, you're on your own now, kid. Yeah. Uh, Party. Yeah. Although, you'd be having to pay for college while being a 35-year-old. Yeah. That seems daunting. Oh, my God. When Ugh. you just got done with college yourself. Yeah. Like 15, 10 years ago. Yeah. But then you would have had to have been in college with an infant. Oh, my no, God. No, they would have been like a kid. They would be, a, yeah, like a, what, second grader? I hope we're not offending any young mothers. I think there's a nice, <laughs> I think that's nice that um, when people have kids younger, because then like, like I, I've, I've known people to have them younger and then they're, they get to really enjoy their grandchildren and stuff for many more years than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's nice too. But I also have met some really great people that had kids later mm-hmm. and they loved it. And one of one of which, and she's very vocal about it, mm-hmm. Christine Zell, our former co-worker, she had her kids um, mid-30s. Not later. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like 45 years <laughs> No, no. I'm talking about like mid to late 30s okay. for several people. I had a friend that had her child early 40s, mm-hmm. um, and they all liked doing that because they were able to live yeah, I think that's their also life nice. and travel There's and trade offs to each. Yeah. You know, so then when it was time to start a family, they were able to focus and mm-hmm. really like do a good job to them. They yeah. felt like. Because some people do save all that for after kids. And then, like, what if something happens and you don't get to? Like, what if you become sick? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know what is funny? This is a random thought. It's like morbid and along those same lines. But my friend and I were talking about this one time, like when people are like, I put you in my will. And it's like, why don't you just whatever money you're going to use, give me then. Why don't we just spend a little bit of it now and go on a trip together or something yeah. while you're alive and I can enjoy my company with you. Yeah. I always think that's a good idea. It doesn't mean people are going to do it. But so if you have us on your will, let's go hang out. Yeah, let's go get lunch. All right, time to talk about Dark Places. I don't remember it. So Dark Places, <laughs> I don't recommend the movie. Um, I could I could look up the trailer, actually, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, I do remember. Okay. Go I do remember. It. I didn't love the ending as much. Yeah, the ending was interesting. Are you talking about when she arrives Get to, to the house and there's yes. this, the, the daughter, daughter yeah. to the psycho? Yeah. 
And this, okay, I'm trying to get my, gather my thoughts. Okay, the psycho this woman was the girlfriend of the brother who really was the killer of the family. And you actually, the, the sick twist in the end, though, you kind of find out the mom hired somebody to kill her. Yes. The mom of the family. The dark angel yeah. or something like that. Um, and this is all spoilers. So if you have not read this book, turn away. <laughs> but um, and spoilers and they're probably somewhat inaccurate too because it's been a couple minutes since I finished reading the book um, yeah. but yeah so they the mother like couldn't deal with it anymore and she didn't she was out of money so she knew if she like died the kids would be technically monetarily better off because they would get life insurance yeah so basically she she hired somebody to kill her and mm-hmm. then but the plans were somewhat foiled by the um I guess what happened was the the girlfriend killed the sister and then the other sister freaked out and like saw the mom being murdered and then tied it all together. So it was like a very coincidental double homicide going on. (laughs) Yes. It's really like, who thinks that's really effed up. Right. And, and the youngest um, sister, which I think her name was Lucy. I don't remember. It's like something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, She, ran into the cornfield or like the high brush and her brother was never able to find her Uh even though he he was calling out for her Mm -hmm. um and same with the girlfriend and so he went to jail Mm -hmm. because it all the evidence pointed to him he's at least accessory to murder right he's not innocent in the situation um but the whole thing was because he had gotten this crazy girlfriend pregnant so she continued he never ratted her out God bless him. And she continued to live her life with her daughter who never met the dad, but knew all about the weird, creepy story. Of right. Her she almost like brainwashed the child. Yeah. And then when the protagonist can't remember her name now goes to meet them all, they try to kill her basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries escaping like, th- like through all the like crap that they have in, in the house. And she does end up escaping. And mm-hmm. then they arrest the real killer mm-hmm. and then her brother is able to be released and get in touch with his daughter mm-hmm. and i guess rekindle that relationship and undo the brainwashing i guess i don't remember that part but if you ever the, there is a movie out on dark places and mm-hmm. i told jess when she was reading this movie not to watch the movie because if you watch the trailer, you're already angry. The characters do not look anything like the book characters. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. Charlize Theron is the main character. And she's supposed to be ugly, which Charlize Theron could look ugly. She has looked ugly uh, portraying a character in a movie Mm -hmm. before, but they didn't make her look ugly. Yeah. Yeah, Hollywood. She ends up looking still really beautiful and, you know, how she is. Actually, I have this trailer. Do you want to hear it? I don't know how. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, This was from 2015. And I'm waiting for my... Hope it plays a weird ad first. Oh, it totally is. Oh, no. We'll talk over the ad. (laughs) I just potted it down. But, uh, yeah, 2015 was the release of it. Uh, skip ad. Have you ever even heard of it? Here we go. Rated R, by the way. Oh, no, I can't see it anyways. Because <laughs> of my youth. <laughs> Mom has been in trouble. I have rumors. What kind of rumors? The police are looking for you. Some serious allegations about your son. Mom, he's a freak. Just go in his room, he's got all sorts of weird stuff. 
I was eight the night they were killed. The little orphan girl of the Kansas Prairie Massacre. It's a real tragedy what happened. And your brother in jail going on 28 years. If you want to convince me that Ben's innocent, you're wasting your no, time. No, just because I just pick your brain about what happened that day. Tell me about this club. Call it the Kill Club. Ex-cops, private investigators. We solve crimes. That's what we do. see Ben. It all starts with Ben. What are you talking about? Maybe Ben is innocent. Here comes my little sister after all these years. Who's so playing that's the question. The guy, um... I know you killed him. No, I did not. He was the senator in... Um, what's that Netflix original series? House of Cards. Oh, who do you think did it? Puzzle with lots of different theories. It's devil worship. I'm not ready for this. You lied. I lied. Everybody's a liar. A lot of visuals at the end. Yeah. We're good for the podcast. <laughs> it's it was perfect. really great looking. You're just as impressed as I am. I've never even heard of this Dark movie. Dark places. I must have completely missed that. Um, yeah, I'll have to look and see the cast of it. I'm reading another book now. Well, I'm listening to it. It's called Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter, who is a good uh, mystery thriller writer. But man, this book is pretty disturbing. If you aren't a fan of hearing about rape, and like murder, it's pretty bad. So, I mean, it's like it's centered around this yeah like it it's pretty dark like i have to keep switching between that and the the memoir of julie andrews <laughs> which is real cute and she she reads it so it's Aww. it's read like this in her sing-songy voice when she talks about being mary poppins Aww. it's really cute so if you need like a, a good happy book to listen to in the car on your trip home for christmas or something um homework a memoir by julie andrews um is it sad not, no, not so far. I mean, it's she starts off because she's written other memoirs, and and she starts off kind of where she left off, where she goes through like kind of a run through of how she came to fame. She was a vaudeville uh, actress, with, and um, basically when she took on the role, so she got the role of My Fair Lady on Broadway, and it was a big hit. And I think she was like the understudy for it or something, and then. I forget exactly. And then her career blew up. Yeah. And then, and then, so it was a big hit. And then Walt Disney himself wanted her to be in Mary Poppins. And she was actually newly pregnant at the time and said like, you know, I need to, he was like, well, we'll wait basically. Wow. Yeah. And it sounds like he was, you know, there's a lot of back and forth on what kind of a person Walt Disney was, but she does say that, um, he was always very kind and that he, uh, everyone said when she started there, like if you're, People with bad attitudes here don't last long. 
Oh. Which is the same at our station. <laughs> so, um, so she was so serious when she said that. I wish he would have saw her face because she said that with such a straight face. It's easy to lie. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the, it takes you through like being on Mary Poppins, and really, she didn't know how to not stage act, and she. She can. She's a singer, and she was a vaudevillian actress, but she wasn't like a screen actress. And so she said it was a bit of a challenge, and all the choreography too. They had to learn. Um, so she always felt like a little bit like ah, I'm out of my, you know, little under underwater here. But everybody clearly it worked out well. And then with Sound of Music, um, they talk a lot about just getting that that the hills are alive shot on the mountaintop. Yeah. It was like a nightmare because it kept raining and they only had like one time they could take it. Like, or they, they, I think she had to do it a bunch of times, but it was only like this one day that it would work. And wow. And the budget got extended so much because they had to keep waiting because of the rain there. Mm -hmm. So that's as far as I've gotten. One of my favorite movies that she has done was Victor Victoria. Have Mm -hmm. you seen that? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was so, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I actually have the DVD. It's mm-hmm. fantastic if you have not seen it. Uh, I'm currently reading, I'm getting on like a huge like Rachel Roll, oh, Holland's kick right now. She's uh, the author oh. of Girl, Wash Your Face. Yeah. Um, I'm reading her second book, which is Girl, I think it's like Girl, Don't Apologize. Yeah. Something like that. I think those books are helpful. Like, they're good reminders, but I find, like, it's not like I'm reading a ton of self-help books. Right. They all kind of say the same thing. Right. Like, Brene oh. Brown saying the same thing as Rachel Holland. She just says it with more attitude. Right. I feel like, like, what Rachel is saying in her books, for me, at my point of life, my stage of life, you're not telling me anything I don't know. Right. I mean, I think this would be very helpful for like maybe a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very helpful for that kind of stage. But you can't even hear that advice at that age. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You just got to live through it. Now, what I do like about her books is that it is an energy booster. Mm-hmm. It is a motivational book. And I and it just gets your spirits up high when you're having a really bad day. Just hearing some of those words does lift your spirits and it reignites you. Mm-hmm. So what she's saying, yes, it's not anything new, but it is something that turn a day from eh to great. If you that you have that twenty minutes to read a chapter in your day, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, I I've read. I think I read Girl Wash Your Face last year. I've been reading Big Magic, which is by the same woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and that one. You know, it's good. It's like it's similar to the to the whole, you know, like Rachel Holland's kind of thing. I mean, I think people are all kind of saying the same inspirational, uplifting, believe in yourself stuff. Um, but I do like it. I just haven't been able to finish it because I haven't been able to finish a lot of books I've been reading. Same. It's tough. I try to actually read. I do a lot of Audible, but I try to actually read physical books too, but it's such a luxury. It, it really is, especially if you're on the go. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do both. Uh, Jess actually got me into Audibles. Yeah. Um, and it does, because that was my biggest problem is, you know, at the end of the day, I just spent, I'm on four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. I like, if I'm reading two pages, I'm starting to fall asleep. Yeah. You know, it's just finding the time to physically read is like you said, a luxury. Um, so with the audible, you could go in between the book and the audible, Mm-hmm. Because you could listen on the go, and then if you do have extra time, you could pick up the book and also read it. Yeah. 
I like Audible a lot. This is no way sponsored by Audible, but they can if they want. <laughs> Just hit us up directly. I know it's one of my. <laughs> I like. I, I really like it. You know what? It's helped me increase my reading because I like now. It's not reading. You're listening, but I did look up, and it stimulates the same portion of your brain, so it still counts. It still because I felt guilty. But now I've like I'll go to a library or a bookstore or something and be like, I've read a lot of these, um, which was not the case a couple years ago because I had no time. But now that I do audiobooks, and I also use Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. I so do too. Thanks, Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. Charlotte Mac. Woo. Download their app. It's awesome. Get you a library card because that's nice to do. Today. Literacy. All right, we got to close out. Have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, everybody, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> See you soon. Best of us. Bye. Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club on WCCB Charlotte CW.